Hey everyone, this is Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology, and today we are going to take a look at the upcoming opposition from the Sun to Saturn. Now, Sun is moved into Virgo. It will be making an opposition to Saturn very shortly, and today we're going to ask, uh, or we're going to look at five questions that the Sun-Saturn will ask us. If we could put their archetypal combination into a question, into a series of questions, these are five that I believe that you will encounter. Uh, and you could apply this by transit as well. If you were to have Saturn transiting your natal sun, uh, you might find that these questions are really big ones. This is a pretty fast transit, but we might encounter these questions uh, over the course of the transit in the next week. So that's what we're going to look at today. Before we get into it, don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, share your thoughts and comments in the comment section. And you can find a transcript of today's talk if you'd like to on the website, nightlightastrology.com. When you're over there, be sure to check out all of my readings. Uh, if you'd like to book a reading, uh, you can do so on the website. And if you have any questions about anything you find on the website, readings or courses, email us info at nightlightastrology.com. All right, let's take a look. So the real-time clock here up on the screen, we're going to look specifically at the opposition between Sun and Saturn. Now, um, first of all, let's just back this up a touch. So we're looking at this as the Sun has just entered Virgo and is within the three-degree engagement range of the opposition to Saturn and Pisces, while Saturn and Pisces is also retrograde. So if we move this forward just a bit, we're going to see that this opposition comes through and perfects between Saturday, August 26th and Sunday, August 27th. That's really when you're going to feel it. But if we give ourselves three degrees of separation, you're really going to be feeling it all the way through early part of next week, Tuesday, the 29th. The sun is just finally reaching that three degree range of separation, clearing the engagement with Saturn and, um, but that gives us a full week of experiencing the sun opposite Saturn. So what we want to ask today is the question, how can we understand this archetypal combination? What can we watch for? How can we move through this time meaningfully? And even using this time, um, you know, as a way of growing. Um, some, some of the ways that I've been thinking about uh, the planets over the years, um, you know, have been in terms of the kinds of questions that they ask. And I just only recently thought that this would be a fun way of framing the discussion on my YouTube channel. So here are five questions that the Sun-Saturn combination will ask us over the course of the next week. This could be true for the Sun-Square-Saturn, the Sun-Conjunct-Saturn. It's just Sun-Saturn combinations in general, although the opposition tends to bring up uh, these questions in ways that are more polarizing. Uh, which is the nature of an opposition, tends to be a little bit more polarizing. Number one, where are we being asked to trust someone or something at a deeper level? One of the things that we see with the sun is the quality of light. Light for ancient astrologers was associated with intelligence and clarity, illumination of the mind and spirit, the sense of being able to know what is true. Uh, not, you know, book smarts, but going about the world and being able to hear when someone is speaking honestly or sincerely versus when someone is speaking falsely or deceptively. That would be a quality of the sun, the being able to see clearly the light of truth and comprehend it and know it. Saturn on the opposite, on the other hand, was called the ruler of feigned appearances and was associated with doubt 
as well as a general sense of um, like like cynicism, habitual distrust, a Saturn quality potentially. Now Saturn can be very wise in its own respect, so we're not trying to dog Saturn here. But one of the Sun-Saturn combinations that will come up will be a crisis of faith, a crisis of belief, something that throws our sense of of certainty or knowledge or clarity into question puts a cloud over it it's like a little rain cloud following one of the cartoon characters around you know there's um, a feeling with sun saturn that suddenly i'm not sure if what i'm seeing seeing is real or true suddenly i'm not sure where i'm going there's some sense of uh depression or melancholy that's following me around i'm feeling morose or somber and my light or clarity is um is gone so the question that comes up with such a combination is where are we being asked like a bit like the, the the archetypal dark night of the soul where are we being asked to trust someone or something at a deeper level even though we're going through a temporary period of doubt or a temporary period of not being able to see clearly so now that sometimes the sun saturn combination comes up as a way of showing us that something is not as we thought it was, which is a separate issue. But time and time again, Sun-Saturn transits will um, put us into a position of, of what's well, like testing our faith. That's the way I would describe it. And so a question that the planetary combination poses to us is, can you trust a little bit more deeply? Even when you can't see, can you just keep on going? Can you make it through the dark night of the soul by clinging to faith in a faith that doesn't have to know or be certain, a faith that could be clouded by doubt, but holds on anyway? This is a question that you'll see that comes up again and again. Can you trust? Can you go a little bit deeper with your faith, even when times are uh, difficult or dark? Number two, where do I most need a midwife? What kind of help is most needed? Now, I use the phrase, where do I need a midwife? Because Saturn opposite the sun has been associated at times with the contractions of labor, of women in labor. And the creative crystallization of uh, something that goes from you know conception in, in the womb to actual birth. In many ways, the Sun-Saturn brings an idea into form, but it does so through contraction, through it, it, it's like the pressure needed to you know, make a diamond. So one question that comes up with Sun-Saturn oppositions is where do I need help birthing something or creative with a creative process? And that midwifing, I, I just use it as a, because it's kind of a, a fun part of the analogy of birth, but that midwife could be a part of your own psyche. It could be a part of you that needs to step in and, and help some self-care, some creative mid, midwifery uh, that is that you need to call upon within yourself right now. On the other hand, it could be that you need to ask for help from someone else, a therapist, a healer, a friend, a lover. So asking the question, where do I need help? Where do I need to help something take form or shape? Where could I use a hand? Um, doing it alone without some kind of midwifing uh, assistance is 
I, I, time and time again with Saturn's Sun, it's like going it alone, like a rugged individualism, is like a, not a great, is often not a great choice. I can't tell you how many times I've seen Saturn transiting the Sun in clients' charts, and the hardest part of the transit is they have to ask for help from someone, or they have to learn how to help themselves. It can be associated, for example, with someone hitting rock bottom and seeking rehab or a 12-step program or treatment. It can be um, present when people need to ask for help because they've exhausted themselves working too much. Where do I need help? Where do I need, or where do I need a creative hand to help me with a process? These are questions that come up. Number three, what paternal karma is ready to be released? Now, this is specifically a Sun-Saturn dynamic, like a very specific one. Sun-Saturn oppositions will come with the death of grandfathers or fathers uh, in the same way that Moon-Saturn transits will sometimes deal with the health of grandmothers or mothers um, or women in the family. But Sun-Saturn has a lot to do with paternal karma. What is the hard-working, mature, uh, stoic, wise, grandfatherly uh, philosophy that you've been given or blessed with. Some people have, you know, it's not all, it's not all bad with Sun-Saturn. How are you ready to take up the mantle of the lineage or legacy of your father or your grandfather? This is a Sun-Saturn thing. At the same time, maybe, you know, you had maybe, you know, maybe father uh, or or your grandfather, maybe the trajectory of the, the, the paternal, you know, karma has been abusive or traumatizing. What part of us has been hurt or wounded by our fathers? How is that? How are we ready to let go? Questions about the relationship between fathers and sons or fathers and daughters uh, and what we've inherited, what is the, the best wisdom that helps us to become an adult, that helps us mature and grow. It's the sun Saturn, but also what is the, you know, did, did we have some kind of um, uncaring or rigid or cold uh, paternal presence in our lives? Something that was heavy handed or too strict. Uh, so what paternal karma is ready to be expressed or released? And the question right now is another way of putting the question would be, what did you learn from your dad? And that's not a positive or a negative. It's, it could go either way. I learned not to be an asshole, you know, <laughs> or it could be, I learned how to work hard and put my heart into things I care about, you know, but asking that question right now, what about dad? What, what, what have I learned a crossroads for paternal karma and questions about paternal legacy coming up? What should I take? What should I leave? Number four, what is the mature decision right now? Sun Saturn combinations come up when they say you have a hard choice to make. It's not easy to discern or judge in this situation. You know, what's the right thing to do or what's the, what's the, what's the aligned thing to do? You know, I don't know if right is the, is the correct word, but you know, it's like, what's the, uh, what does the situation call for? And I think that with sun Saturn, there's always, um, let's see if I can get my, there we go. With sun Saturn, there's, a sense that you could make an easy, hasty, 
impulsive or impatient decision. Or there's usually with Sun Saturn a sense of like playing the long game or seeing the big picture or making the choice that might suck in the moment, but in the long run will pay off. Saturn tends to reward the tedious, long, hardworking, patient path. Uh, Sun-Saturn together is like, ah, it's a pain in the ass, but I need to do the mature thing right now. What is that thing? This question, this transit will call into question, you know, your maturity. It'll say, are you mature enough to make the, the, the choice you know your conscience is telling you is the right one to make in this situation? What is the mature decision? And then five, how do I hold the light during trying times? The sun Saturn can come up, can come up and express itself as obstacles that stand in the way. It's like, oh, you, you, thanks universe for pooping in my swimming pool. <laughs> you know, thanks for raining on my head today when I was just going out for a stroll. So the questions about how it goes back to keeping the faith, for example, but this is more about maintaining an intention you know, sometimes our intentions are tested. Things come up and they say, well, do you really care about this? Do you really want to do it? Are you really going to make time for it? Does it really matter to you? Are you really going to walk your talk and say, do what you say you will do, even if this comes up? And there's something about Sun Saturn that rewards endurance. Like uh, Sun Saturn is very much like the hero in the movie that is, you know, limping across the finish line as the sun sets they're beat up and bloodied and battered and they're like oh i stuck with it <laughs> you know that's sun saturn but that's good you know there might be a time where the hero stuff goes a little too far we're all drunk on the cult of heroism we've talked about that in, in other videos i've done but sun saturn is legitimately about spiritual moral conviction and endurance despite obstacles despite blockages despite limitations despite shortcomings i'm going to get up and i'm going to keep going so the question is can you hold the light anyway can i stay faithful to a path can i stick with it you might find yourself asking that question, can I really do this? Yes, of course you can. <laughs> okay. So anyway, those are five questions that if we had to put the Sun-Saturn archetypal combination into a series of questions, those are the ones that came to me as I sat and thought about it. But I also want to share with you guys today an I Ching reading that I did. I haven't done this for a while, but um, I, I frequently work with the I Ching, which is an ancient Chinese oracle. And um, I frequently cast the I Ching before I make my talks as a way of refining or shaping my understanding of the transit and which angle to take when talking about it. In today's reading, when I asked about the Sun-Saturn archetype and what would be a good way of approaching it for all of you, uh, the hexagram that came back was number 19, which is sometimes translated as noble calling. And I want to read you the translation. <clears throat> Here we go. So this comes from the Richard Wilhelm translation for the hexagram. The Chinese word Lin has a range of meanings, that is, that's the name of the hexagram, that is not exhausted by any single word of another language. The ancient explanations in the I Ching give, it, give as its first meaning becoming great. What becomes great are the two strong lines growing into the hexagram from below. So there's two yang lines on the bottom followed by all yin, which means that the light is, the light lines are sort of growing. 
upward. <clears throat> the light giving power expands with them. The meaning is then further extended to include the concept of approach, especially the approach of what is strong and highly placed in relation to what is lower. Finally, the meaning includes the attitude of condescension of a person in high position toward people below, and in general, the, the setting to work on affairs. The judgment reads, approach has supreme success, perseverance furthers. When the eighth month comes, there will be misfortune. The hexagram as a whole points to a time of joyous, hopeful progress. Now, this is metaphorically or archetypally, spring is approaching. Joy and forbearance bring high and low nearer together. Success is certain, but we must work with determination and perseverance to make full use of the propitiousness of the time. And one more thing, spring does not last forever. In the eighth month, the aspects are reversed. The only two strong light lines are left. These do not advance, but are in retreat. We must take heed of this change in good time. So in other words, there's something about the fullness of the moment and the fact that eventually in times where everything's growing and taking off, you will eventually encounter a time of pushback, emptiness, hardship, etc. Isn't that a beautiful image of the sun opposite Saturn? Here you have the sun, the emblem of light, right? And it is, although uh, it has all of those qualities that align with noble calling, the rising sun, eventually in the eighth month, the sun loses its power. We start to see the reversal of the light and the darkness reigning for the second half of the year. So the simple point being that, and this is appropriate um, for, at least in the Northern Hemisphere for the month of August, we see that whatever is light will eventually meet with darkness and things that grow high will be made low. And this is a teaching about what to do with success. When you have success and it places you above other people in some way, you make more money or you have more knowledge or education or you have privileges that come with having attained something, whatever. Don't forget where you came from and don't think of yourself as fundamentally so different from people who don't have what you have because the cycle will tip you over and you will return to having nothing. Your cup will be emptied eventually. That's the way of the Tao. The Sun Saturn is a great, this is a great image for Sun Saturn insofar as we are reminded to empty ourselves of hubris, to empty ourselves of pride, that when limitations come up and block our light or our faith or our certainty, if we accept them with open arms, then our certainty, we our faith, let's say if it's religious faith, we carry with the the humility of having gone through trials of doubt, which is very important because you don't want to be someone who's you know, a person of any kind of faith that doesn't, hasn't tasted deep level of doubt is missing something, right? That's, that's what all of the great traditions have told us. You, you, it's an important part of the process. So at any rate, uh, there's a way that this is telling us to keep what is above and what is below close together, what is high and what is low close together. What is full and what is empty, keep them close together. And in that way, you'll know how to approach greatness or you'll know how to handle greatness when it comes. And you'll also know how to handle the times when things empty out uh, or when greatness is lost or, or 
resources are, are diminished or emptied or blockages arise. I just love that hexagram. It's a really nice one. And I think pairs very well with the Sun Saturn. Some of you recently said you missed uh, me incorporating the I Ching. So I thought, you know what? It's still there. It's still a part of the way I do things. Um, but uh, I hadn't incorporated it in a video for months. So uh, maybe even like a year. So anyway, there it is, the I Ching, a little for you. Hexagram 19, go read about it if you want to. That's it for today. I hope you guys are having a, a very good day and I will look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye everyone.